Hey there, podcast listener. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where each and every week, the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader and investor. For more information, products, services, and detailed show notes, including a transcript for this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the news and media tab in the navigation. Hello and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm Janine Cox, Senior Analyst at Wealth Within. Now this week, I'm going to talk about dual listings. What may have been brought to your attention with all of the excitement about Elliott Wave Management, a company that's really acting like an activist um, against BHP and driving the board of BHP to make decisions. But BHP is actually standing quite firm about um, withdrawing its list listing from the UK market. Now, as you can imagine, institutional investors who would own a significant portion of shares in in some companies could wield a lot of power in influencing board decisions. And we see, we've seen what's happened with BHP recently, where it sold some of its assets in the US. Now, a lot of mining companies choose to have dual listings on a different exchange to gain access to a bigger investor pool. Now, this reminds me a little bit of what's going on with Elliott Management and BHP. I think I mentioned in a previous podcast that it reminds me of that Gordon Gecko, um, Greed is Good, you probably have heard the saying or seen the movie, um, where they would break up companies to make a buck. Now, I'm not saying that's potentially what could happen here, but um, when you've got a situation where companies, and there are a lot of small companies, mining companies particularly, that list on other exchanges, that pressure could be applied by significant shareholders for them to withdraw their dual listing. But there are a lot of companies that, I think around 800 companies um, listing on different exchanges. So it begs the question, why are they doing it? And should BHP be doing it? Now, BHP are adamant that the uh, cost of actually dual listing on another exchange is insignificant. Well, 2.5 million, which to you and I might sound like a lot, but when you look at BHP's bottom line and balance sheet and the activity that goes on in that company, it is probably a pretty small amount. Now, Elliott Management claimed that it would uh, save the company 10 times that amount um, going forward if they remove the dual listing. But it has me questioning, well, what's their real agenda? So initially it may be a cost-saving thing, but when you think about it, a lot of the mining companies have already been through that phase of cost-cutting, and while they may still still be in it, that phase of the, the whole um, mining cycle, if you like, or the mining slump, in theory, it, we're coming out of it. So is this really the right time to be focusing on that sort of thing? I'm sure that BHP are looking far out in their plan in the next five to 10 years, 20 years as to where they want the business to to go. And I'm sure that to them, this is a minor issue and, and it's causing a lot of distraction. But it seems that Elliott Management are still pushing this issue and they're, they've actually got a number of other share, institutional shareholders um, on board. Now, I'll never forget when BHP in 2011, the announcement was made to undergo a capital return. So that required the company to purchase the shares off shareholders. Um, It was to do with the capital management of the company. There was a bit of pressure from shareholders to, to do the right thing. And at the time, I really questioned the justification for doing that. And then we saw the whole mining sector move into a decline after that point. So in effect, the shareholders got a good price for the shares, but did that really benefit the company long term? That's the question. The share, shares were going to fall anyway, 
Um, it did nothing to stabilise the share price, which is often what um, companies look at doing that for. I mean, they have to put capital in place and, and get it working and get a return on that capital. I understand that, but there's a bigger picture strategic issue. So, you know, is Elliott Management looking at just the dual listing or is there something else behind it that's driving this? And short-term cost savings, is that really the thing that BHP ought to be focusing on right now? And I also look at it from a cycle point of view in relation to when companies do the cost cutting. Think about the financial industry and we go from this boom-bust cycle where regulations are laxed before the peak of any cycle and then after the cycle we see this um, restriction come in and we're seeing that. We've seen it over the past few years with tighter requirements on banks to have a higher capital ratio and also more recently um, because the APRA decided to pull in the reins that um, banks have a much tighter criteria on lending to um, companies, commercial lending. So I'm making that comment in support of whether this is the time to be focusing on that and whether Elliott management are right. And my gut feel is let BHP run, the BHP board run the company they put in place to do that. And Elliott management, they're entitled to have their say. But if BHP have come out and they've said that they've assessed it and they've given a whole lot of reasons and put out a report about it and given evidence for why that is, then, you know, if you, if you invest in a company and you have faith in the board, then you've got to let them do their job. Now, when you think about it, coming out of a slump, a mining slump, a dual listing may actually be beneficial in the longer term. It was a big deal back in the late 80s and 90s where there was a lot more dual listings that seemed to be the flavour of the month. And people are questioning whether this is the case going forward and whether it's necessary for companies to be doing that. Well, all I can say is if, if there weren't so many companies doing it, then why are they still doing it? Um, there's some pros and cons around these dual listings. Clearly the cost um, is one on the negative side, but on the positive side for companies, dual listing increases the investor base for listed companies, promotes the company's brand and products through publishing the company's news and financial reports in the media, gains more liquidity through the availability of a broad base of investors in those markets, which will be reflected positively on the shares and hence on the value of the company. It also attracts new capital. So there's a, some pluses in there for doing this. Now, I recall research in an article that around 60 to 70 percent of companies that were dual listed did it to gain access to foreign investors. There was a small percentage that said that they actually wouldn't seek a dual listing if they had the benefit of hindsight. So given that small percentage, I think that's some evidence to support what BHP are doing. What I find interesting too is that BHP have just announced a 38% increase in their half-year dividend and I'm sure that's going to attract a lot of smaller investors which they've been campaigning to do over the last year or so with the ads on television to try to build that retail investor base back up again because that was huge. Now I think it's around 35% versus institutional investors. Now you could see that in the strategic game that these institutional investors could have quite an influence on what BHP is doing, if not at board, directly in the board itself, then in the media. Now as I was saying before, um, I'll correct what I said before about the numbers. So BHP are talking about $2.5 million a year in the cost to have that dual listing. Elliott Management are saying that they could actually... Um, see a benefit of $22 billion, um, that could be unlocked if they actually remove the dual listing. Now, BHP's response last year, this is an article I collected, uh, I think it was a 
released from BHP, they were saying, we believe that Elliott materially overstates the potential value that could be created in its proposals. Unifying the structure in a manner proposed by Elliott could destroy at least $1.3 billion in value to save less than $2.5 million a year for no identifiable material or strategic benefit. Petroleum remains core to the BHP Billiton strategy and has the potential to create significant long-term value at high returns. So this is when they were looking at the, the US assets which have subsequently been sold. And I I remember reading something that suggested that Elliott Management had something to do with the company that actually bought those assets. So I'll leave you to think about that one. With our strong business plan, our view is that the petroleum business as part of the BHP portfolio currently offers more value to shareholders than if it were a separate entity. Furthermore, BHP Billiton has disclosed the information the market needs to value the business. Share buybacks are a core element of our capital allocation framework. We've returned to shareholders approximately $23 billion in buybacks and approximately $56 billion in dividends since the formation of the dual listing. Decisions on buybacks need to consider the cyclical nature of the resources industry and returns available from other uses of cash. So I definitely agree with that. And I actually think that it was a mistake to issue that capital return at that time in 2011 when it occurred. And I think that there should be a much longer term view on things rather than the short term, you know, what are we going to make? And I think it's the pressure, a lot of the time it's the pressure from shareholders of even the managed funds um, to to the managed fund corporates to put pressure on the boards so that they can drive a higher return for shareholders. So what is really the end game for Elliott Management? Now, I don't know about you, but I'm still a bit passionate about these Aussie companies who have done come out of the grassroots and have built themselves up into something that, you know, can be proud of. I mean, of course, there are things that occur in many listed companies, particularly mining companies, but um, BHP overall is a good company when you look at it from a shareholder's perspective and long-term investing perspective. It also is a really good stock to trade shorter term. So, you know, we, we wouldn't want to lose that from our market. You know, there are some terrific strategies that you can apply to BHP if you're trying to generate an income or if you're looking to invest in, say, you've got your own self-managed super fund and you're, you're wanting to see that growth over the medium to long term from BHP. But that rise in the dividend will probably be much appreciated by many retail investors, I would say. That's all for my discussion today. I look forward to chatting with you again next time. I'm Janine Cox, Senior Analyst at Wealth Within. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. For more information, products and services, and detailed show notes with a transcript for this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the News and Media tab in the navigation.